वेलकम टू बेटर दाई सेल्फ सेगमेंट ऑफ डॉक्टर लामबाज अवेकनिंग को इन सोशल इंटरेक्शन आफ्टर द ब्लड रिलेशन द मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट रिलेशनशिप इज दैट ऑफ ए फ्रेंड एंड देर स्टोरीज रिप शोइंग ग्रेट फ्रेंडशिप एट वन टाइम आर दी अदर क्लासिक्स आर फुल ऑफ इट सो इज द मॉडर्न लाइफ बट the reality is that while friendships can be very informative very joyful part of life they can also suck the life out of you and many times you would find that what you consider to be close friendship not when genuine intimacy had been shared but superficial one then you feel hurt at times by thoughtless behavior by lack of trust and no amount of shared history and relationship even of decades can make that friendship work those relationships those friendships are toxic and they are extremely harmful and you want to break up but then you think well such a time has passed we have been together we should not break up but if you look at the signs that are evident that the friendship is becoming toxic that will enable you to break up that friendship the reality is that the most of us are not aware that a friendship has come to an end there's a life spent for everything so it is for friendship and when that life span has lived its life it has outlived its utility so what are the signs which show that it is time now to snap the ties to break up with a friend how so closely maybe the so today i'm going to tell you about ten signs which are very clearly indicative that your friendship has either dead end and you need to break it the first is you dread the calls and the texts of those friends this is a most obvious sign and it can be really hard to admit but if you are all getting out of friend it's stress hurtful feeling arguments cutting remarks dismissiveness why bother it's important that when you are having a friendship it should make you feel valued loved and liked and it can enable you to be authentic authenticity is linked with mental health but if you are constantly scanning what you have to say before somebody you are using a lot of energy that can be draining so why drain that energy conserve it and if you always say well this guy is going to give me a call and i'm going to get bored or he sends a message which is some or the other putting you on the edge of a abyss when you see your inbox of those letters you want to read that message you don't want to read it you are a in a situation which is very perplexing very puzzling 
So, then what happens? Look at the history of the friendship. We would find that these friends are basically either having negative impact or are just parasites. So if you dread the call and text of a friend, the first sign, say goodbye. Second, you are locked in a competition against your will. Now a green flag for friendship, a good sign is that you are rooting for each other to succeed. You want your friend to be successful, your friend wants you to be successful. But if you are competing with each other, even if it's the competition is not expressed, then this is a sure sign that your friendship is not there or it has decayed. A real friend is generally pleased when, for example, you land a promotion, get engaged, and not so real a friend who ever takes your news as a personal front. Usually because that friend is not honest and is jealous of your progress. He is with you, maybe some transitory gain, maybe some for benefit, maybe even for show off that he is your friend. But typically that person would become sour and would denigrate your joy. Probably you got the promotion because so and so quit last month. So this was a vacancy, nobody else was available and you got it. That means you should not be happy. Or they might say, that was the best proposal you can come with. Typically you see the behavior when you have that friend who wants. He is jealous that you are progressing. He is jealous that you are happy. And competition can be a way of expressing something too vulnerable to say, like, I'm inferior. He won't admit I'm inferior, but he'll make you feel inferior. So it's better idea to touch on that. And the thing required is act out, cut the guardian knot, take that decisive action and say goodbye. The third sign is that you become a dumping ground, a human dumping ground. You know, venting is something we all do, for good reason, for, and we let out our frustration, we let out even our family's irritation, a job dissatisfaction, so that you see a catharsis, a sublimation of your emotions. But there's a point at which venting, letting go of your grievances can make you feel worse. And if you're someone absorbing someone else's constant rage, it's like you are collecting the vomit of the other person. So this is a situation when it's not friendship, it's dependence. In the human terms, think of friendship as a meal. The appetizer is a fine experience. The entry is a mutual vulnerability. And the dessert is relying on each other for support. Friendship needs all these things. And if you are just a one, or one person is getting all the things and the other isn't, then it's not a friendship. So, this is the third sign that you are being made a damping ground for grievances, 
or the failures and everything. The fourth, you never know what will set them off. You know, to be frank, you have to be predictable. And in fact, I feel that the friendship is a series of predictions. If I'm vulnerable, you'll be safe and affirmative. If I'm suffering, you would be supporting me. If I do something nice for you, you will appreciate it. But if this predictability is lost, then you lose a sense of security, sense of security. If a friend tends to be touchy and otherwise sharp with you when you really expect it, that can be devastating. You know, you cannot have ambivalent friendship. In which sense? The predictability has been lost. And you don't know, if you have a problem, you go to a friend, you don't know whether he'll brush you off or be empathetic and tell you proper advice. The result, you will experience higher blood pressure after meeting him. Because what you counted on a friend is not a friend. In other words, you prefer predictability jerk to someone who might be nice or mean at a given appointment. So unless you want to be in a state of constant anxiety and hypertension, this kind of friendship is not worth being called a friendship. Then, if a friend continuously judges you, you did not do this thing right, you did not do this thing this way, or ridicules you, how could you be so rude? How could you be so mean? Or giving you advice when is not required, unsolicited opinion. Then that's not a friend. Then that person is a drag on your personality. You know, there's a concept in psychology called the identity affirmation, which means you have a sense of who you are independently of others. And if you are high in a identity affirmation, then you are more likely to maintain friendship because you are imposing your values. But a person who imposes the values, assuming that everyone should have the same values, then that person is more an autocrat and a dictator and not worth being a friend. When you get unsolicited advice or judge somebody, you are actually doing an poster friend and you are imposing your values. Friendship is not imposing, nor is it accepting being imposed on. So if your friend cannot get into his head or her head around the idea that other opinions can be as good or better beyond your own, you cannot confidently share your opinion with that friend. And if you cannot share your opinion with a friend, then what to do with such a friend? Isn't it better to dump that friend? The sixth sign is that whenever you meet that friend, that friend is talking about the past. And remember, it's the lowest form of conversation. The only form of conversation we are having is inside jokes and had to be those memories 
and soul things you have in common. For some time it's okay, but it's hard to sustain a real type, a real close friendship on those past memories. You've got to move on. And if somebody is constantly reminding you what you did as a teenager, how the college principal admonished you, how the school teacher caned you, how self the shared history may be, it is of no value if it's locking the side of identity. So it's important to have friends who can offer you real intimacy. And the more you recognize that the friends offer an adjust expectation to the change time, to the change circumstances, you would be less frustrated. So if a guy is living in the past, he has not moved on, then we can be sure it's the expiry date has passed and you don't consume medication which has passed the expiry date, throw it. Then there are friends who are drama magnets. Every time you hang on is a different story. My co-workers hate me. I had a fight with my spouse. My children don't listen to me. The purpose is that they drag your energy. Fine, somebody is really suffering. A friend is meant to give a shoulder for somebody to weep on. But to be drama magnet for amplifying even minor things and making mountains of molehill, that's not done. And such a person is in fact insecure, has narcissistic trait. Because that person is not thinking about your needs, your values. So, bid goodbye. Then the other person is, they are habitually critical. And not only critical, they are scared. So that scare, that fear, triggers that fear in you. So according, there is a theory again, a risk regulation theory. You evaluate how much you invest in a relationship and it's based on how likely you are to be rejected. So flakiness of behavior can destroy a friendship because if they are too reoblant, they can't hold up to social commitments. It's too easy to interpret flaking. And once you feel that flaking is there, better to withdraw from other person before that person withdraws. Don't forget, there are times in life when you eat one of us friends, but it's a limit. Otherwise, the person is suffering from a mental health condition. So you need to communicate it. You can tell the person, look here, I have a lot on my plate. It doesn't mean that I don't love you, but I love myself also and I love myself a bit more than I love you. Also how good you may be. So if a person is continuing then, the fear of the friends. When the chips are down, such friends are nowhere to be found. Such friends are not disappointing, they are hurtful. It's betrayal of friendship. Because you are more sensitive to rejection in vulnerable moments. It's hard to ask for a support when you need it. And if you don't get it, you feel all the worse. 
So once you have seen a friend doesn't come to you, a friend in time is a friend, friend in need is a friend indeed. So once is sufficient. See, even if once a person has this you, never depend on him and don't consider him as a friend. And last, tenth, we are always chasing that friend. Now, if a person wants to see another person, they find a way. If they don't want to see well, why keep trying? Don't always try to chase your friend. Don't always try to reach them. If you have initiated every dinner date, if you have traveling to meet them and there is no response, then that's not friendship. As a matter of fact, you may not be in their mind at all and that friendship is just a facade, a social relationship, which has no relevance. So reach out so that those people do not drain you out of energy, that you are out of the toxic relationships. Try to assume that people like you until you have a clear evidence otherwise. But the moment you find the tiniest thing are one of those signs, ten signs which I have talked, just say, goodbye my friend, it was nice having you, perhaps we meet in another lifetime, in another age, but by that, for that, till that time, au revoir. Be happy till we meet again. Thank you.